0: But anyway, let me, uh, actually, I'll, I'll just start with a passage along those lines here, but we're going to look at uh, the children of Israel when they finally head toward the promised land today. But anyway, I'm going to go to Psalm, uh, uh, Psalm 4, just a moment. Uh, <clears throat> notice this, O oh God, this is David, uh, you have declared me perfect in your eyes. I'm like, what? Well, the King James says, O oh God of my righteousness. Notice, oh God, of my right. Well, see, our righteousness is like Paul says, filthy rags. Man, we, we're, we're not worth, I mean, what good do we bring to the table? God is the one who declared you perfect. That was the reason for the sacrifices in the Old Testament. I mean, we had no approach. Now Jesus has died for us. We can come boldly in there. Okay, you have always cared for me. Look at that, in my distress. So we build our own pity parties if we want to thank God, don't care. And it's not that he, he's just there to care with you. He will help you, praise the Lord. Man. And he, so he says, now hear me as I call again. So this is routine. We have daily problems. Tomorrow's problem is going to be different from today. We're not going to have today again. It's over with. But there are things we're concerned about today. But praise the Lord. Have mercy on me. Hear my prayer. The Lord asked. notice this. Sons of men, will you forever turn my glory into shame by worshiping these silly idols when every claim that's made for them is false? So in other words, I, I, I heard these other guys had a voodoo doll or whatever. They worshipped this thing and it brought them good luck. Or I got a lucky rabbit's foot. And it, you know, all kind of things. I want to switch this to the King James and show you how crazy the three, 400-year-old well, language can be on this verse right here. Watch this. Notice this. Will you forever turn my glory into shame, worshipping these silly idols? Every claim for them is false. Now look at that same verse right here, verse two. Now most cases it's not this unusual. We can understand it. O sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? Well, I need to lease a house. <laughs> well, that's not what he's talking about. That word meant different things. Notice this: love vanity. He was talking about idols and stuff. Of course, uh, that's the reason. Uh, oh, you know we. <clears throat> You know we can figure these things out, but anyway, uh, but anyway, notice he says, "But the Lord knows, uh, the Lord knows, He's set apart him that's godly for Himself." Now that's you. And let me switch back to the King James. This is Psalm four. Wouldn't take you forever to find this. Uh, Psalm four is right there at the beginning of the Psalms. It's the fourth one. All right. Anyway. Uh, so I'm back in the Living Bible you know. so the Lord has set apart the redeem for himself he will listen to me and answer when I call to him just like Laura was saying even if it's pouring down rain I mean think about it you got to get in that building you didn't bring an umbrella what are you going to do just sit there and say I guess it's God's will for me to lose my hairdo that I've just fixed up I, I guess God's just paying me back for oh please don't say that stuff don't you couldn't pay for it with wet hair to go to heaven in the first place you couldn't pay for anything to go to the cross. I mean, to to be in heaven. It's like one song I like to sing. You know, it wouldn't be enough to buy one splinter of the cross that Jesus died on. You, you can't pay for none of it. So just trust his mercy. So notice what he says. He says, uh, stand before the Lord and all. He doesn't mean, you know, all your lifetime. There's a problem. Just stand there. I'm, I'm not going to give up. Okay. Put your trust in the Lord. Offer him pleasing sacrifices. Look at that. Many say, now this is still David talking. Many say God will never help us. He's talking to the Lord. Prove them wrong. This is what you tell the Lord. Lord, prove them wrong. You are my help. Boy, see now that's the reason you have all the, oh, uh, let me scroll up, the I, I, me, me. And in, in a lot of our churches today, they're not, see, you, oh God, you have declared me, you know. You've always cared for me. You hear my prayer. And unfortunately, some of our, Current day teaching that we're hearing all the time on the radio, it's just the opposite. I'm supposed to worry about the people in Africa. <sighs> I can do the same thing for the people in Africa. I can pray for them, you know. But God, I need the Lord now. So many will say, "God will never help us." Prove them wrong, Lord, by letting the light of Your face shine down upon us. Wow. Yes, the gladness You've given me is far greater than their joys they've had at harvest time. In other words. It's payday. All right, it's payday. It's greater joy than payday. Now, that's going to take some major joy, you know, because I like payday, you know. Well, that's what he's saying. Then their joys at harvest time as they gaze at their bountiful crops. I, look at this. Fantastic. And there, this is Psalm 4. So if you were wondering where this was, look at this. I will lay, the King James says, I will lay me down in sleep, to sleep, you know. And, but anyway, and though I am alone, O Lord, you will keep me safe. I mean, wow, end of story. What goes bump in the night? Uh-oh. Well, look at that. He'll keep you safe. Now, uh, let me go over here to over the New Testament here toward the end of our Bible. There's a book of Hebrews here. Oh, uh, Let's see. I want to go to chapter, uh, chapter 3. Uh, <clears throat> Notice he's talking about Moses here. So a little bit of the time frame back in those days. Let me get down here to where they went to the promised land. Notice verse 12. It says, Beware then in your own hearts, dear brothers, lest you find that they too, uh, that, uh, that they too are evil and unbelieving and leading you away from the living God. Oh, let's see. Let me see where I got. Oh, here it goes. So, uh, remember he, he mentioned Moses. But anyway, here's part of the story. Now's the time. Never forget today. If you hear God's voice speaking, you don't harden your hearts against Him as the people did when they rebelled against Him in the desert. Now I'm going to show you in just a moment when they got to the promised land. That's when they said, "Oh, the Lord must hate us. Oh, gosh, there's giants in the land. We can't get in there." When they got to here, it had not been very long. It's, you'll see the time frame. It's only been a year. They left Pharaoh. And they were at Mount Sinai where the Ten Commandments were given. They got everything all together like God wanted. And then they proceeded to go to the Promised Land, which was only about a couple of weeks. And then when they got there, oh, we can't go. Wow. And we have this same warning to us. Wow. See, notice they said they were the ones who came out of Egypt with Moses as their leader, you know. And these were the same people. Who sinned, uh, who sinned and as a result died in the wilderness. I mean, some people, we have this story, if you don't go back and read it, we'll think, well, that was mean. No. They, they wound up staying 40 years in the wilderness because of their own unbelief. And what was it they didn't believe? They were scared of the giants. David wasn't scared of the giants later. And they were scared of all the people. And what's so amazing is they actually said, God must hate us. God must hate us. Well, remember, Caleb and Joshua said, no, no, no. These people are bred for us. The Lord is with us and he'll help us. So let's go back and see these things here. But notice, we have that same, hey, y'all, watch out. And you know, it's funny, when Phil and I were mentioning this this morning, you know, when we were talking, drinking coffee and stuff. You know, the, the greatest problem that you have right now, it's almost like it'll distract you unless you go, wait a minute, I don't remember what happened, how the Lord's taken care of you. And then you'll, you'll just bounce right back. And you'll trust the Lord. Okay. So let's go back and look at this. Uh, I want us to go all the way back to... Uh, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I'm gonna, we're going to start here in Numbers. Oh, numbers, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's going to be about Numbers. Now, notice this. It was on the 15th day of April, the second year after the Israelis left Egypt, that the Lord issued the following instructions. Now... They start their calendar, the Jewish calendar. God wanted them to start their calendar at the Passover in March. So it's been a year and a month. Now, what has happened in a year and a month? Well, I don't want to take too much time here, but let me show you. Oh, Genesis, we know the story. Exodus, okay, we'll pick up Moses starts in Exodus. And it was an exit. In the, by the 15th chapter, they are out of Egypt. And they're on the way to the promised land. Well. They're going to Mount Sinai first, okay? And that's and at Mount Sinai, that's where God gives them instructions on how to build a tabernacle. Nobody knew. They were all worshiping the sun god, any god, what god, whatever. So God was telling Moses, I'm the Lord that delivered you out of Egypt. And they knew that, okay? Now, they just finished at the end of Exodus, they finished the tabernacle. Then the book of, notice this, instead of calling it Leviticus, call it Levi. It's instructions to the Levites. In other words, we built the tabernacle. Now I'm going to teach you how to operate it. It's very important because there's a holy, holy place, and there's this and that and is holy, and only you guys can take this thing down, pack it up, roll it up, and haul it off. Okay, move it. Now they're re- at this point. They're ready to go to the Promised Land. But I want to show you in this next part right here in Numbers, because it's relative to numbers here. When they move the tabernacle. You know, Bob and his family lived on this side. I lived on this side. Somebody lived over here, and Myrna lived in the back side. James was over here. We all had our own flag, okay? That's basically what it is right here. So he says, um, give them these followers. He said, uh, oh, anyway, they, notice this. They They left Egypt as the Lord issued the following instructions, he was in the tabernacle at the camp of Israel on the Sinai Peninsula at that time. Now, he says, take a, uh, take a census. In other words, count everybody. Now, this is where you get the numbers that add up to 6 million. You're going to wind up. Now, these are just the men, okay? And it's going to wind up being about 600 and something thousand. Well, it wasn't just men. So, if you have all these men that are 20 years old and older, and how many of them do you think are going to be married? And how many people are going to be in his house? That's where you get this number. Can you imagine, sometimes we think about this story and we just see a handful of people. This was like all of Atlanta. Everybody in Atlanta, moving together. Where are we going? And right now they've been sitting there. That's the reason that mountain was so awesome, when it was blazing and on fire. Everybody could see it. They knew what was going on. Okay. So anyway, here's all these tribes. There's 12 tribes. All right. All right. We're not going to read all this right there. I want to skip on down there. Here's where the totals, the grand total, these were just the men only, were 650,000. Okay? Now, notice that. That didn't include the Levites. They were not part of it because they were assigned to take care of the tabernacle. Okay? Now, notice what it says here. They were to live. Now, watch closely. Now, remember, Jesus is our high priest. Now, watch this. They They were supposed to live near the tabernacle. And they were to set it up Uh, again. Anything else, anybody else that touched it was going to be executed. Okay? Uh, Each tribe, look at this. Each tribe of Israel shall have a separate camping area with its own flag. The Levites' tent, notice this, will be clustered around the tabernacle. And I don't have a picture. I want to, I just don't have it. But just. It was a, uh, it was just a tent structure, and it had a gate around it. Okay, and they gave sacrifices, and inside that tent structure was the holy of holies, and we uh, had a candle, and well, a candle stand. There was a table and the an altar, and all this wonderful stuff. Anyway, the Levites' tents shall be clustered around the tabernacle. Notice this. Look, look at this. Now, remember, we have the details for a reason. A wall between the people of Israel and God's wrath. Oh, what's... What? Uh, God's love. Well, what's all this? He is love. But sin has to be dealt with. It wasn't just like Jesus popped up out of nowhere and died on the cross for us. We had no... Remember Adam and Eve in the garden. Everything's wonderful. All of a sudden, the snakes eat the tree, and they did, you know. And they, got, they wound up... The earth wound up being cursed, and they got run out of the garden. What happened? Well, something happened. In the day you eat of it, you'll die. Well, not years later, in the day. They lost something, they lost their approach to God. God's not like ticked off with Dustin, He's ticked off with who He is. That's the reason Jesus said you must be born again. You know, something had to happen, you know. But of course, being born again, man, praise the Lord. But see, God God couldn't look on us even though we didn't sin like Adam. It was because of what Adam did. He couldn't look on us. And so anyway. But now, if you think about the Levites being Jesus or our high priest, he said, look at this. They would be a wall between the people of Israel and God's wrath to protect, protect them from his fierce anger against their sins. Praise the Lord. So God had set up an ability for him to treat the nation of Israel, which is like us, without dealing with our sins. In other words, like, well, I'm just such a bum, I guess I No, there was there was a there was a method set up. Praise the Lord. But see, today we beat ourselves up and we go, Well, Lord, I really need Well, I ain't been that good of a Christian. I get never mind. I'll I'll deal with this myself, Lord. You ain't ever gonna fix it. You may get close, but the Lord would have helped you if you just knew. You had somebody helping you right here, so you got a camp. Set the, the, this, this. Can you imagine all of Atlanta, six million people, and there's this tent structure, whatever. It was the dimensions are there in Exodus. Everybody's camped. Three three tribes are on this side, three tribes are on that side, and three on the other. Oh, so here we go. Now we're getting ready to move to the Promised Land. Here we go. Let's go. I need to look at something in chapter two. He gave further instructions. Each tribe's going to have its own tent, flagpole, banner. And he says, here they are. Notice he says, put Judah, we've heard of that. See, Judah, I mean, Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. He said, let them be on the east side. And Issachar, let them be on the east side next to Judah. Okay. All right. Anyway, he names these guys are going to be on the south and whatever, gives the numbers. Really did us in giving the numbers because that means it can't possibly be true. No, it is true. We have the details. Okay. Uh, let's go now. I need, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. All the way to the 8th chapter. Here we go. The Lord said, Tell Aaron when he lights the seven lamps in the lampstand, he's to set them where they'll throw their light forward. Now this is the inside of that tabernacle. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, Let's see. It's made of beaten gold. It was according to the exact design the Lord had said. That was important. A lot of people think Moses came up with it. Moses didn't come up with any of this stuff. He got it from the Lord. Okay. Now he said, Set apart the Levites from the other rest of the Israel. I mean, from the rest of the Israelites. Let me skip down here just a little bit. Uh, notice they had a big sacrifice for sin all the time. Praise the Lord. Oh, uh, Okay, and the Levites, um, the Levites were, you know, the Lord, let's see. Yeah, look at this verse. This is in Numbers chapter 8, verse 12. Talking about the firstborn, okay? Because God demanded that the firstborn be given to him. Okay, that's what happened in Egypt. The death angel, the firstborn, all died. Now it wasn't like, well, God, you just so mean. No, Pharaoh was mean. They were all slaves. Remember the story? Israel was being destroyed. Kill all the men. And God said, "I'll fix you," and He required all the firstborn of Israel. I mean, of, of Egypt, and they all died. Yeah, boy, well, but they were they were they were oh, they were horrible to the Israelites, and God rescued them. God said, "I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you," which is a great blessing to know. I'm going to be all right. If somebody's trying to come after me, the Lord's going to take care of them. Don't worry about it. Now he goes on and says, uh, they are all mine from the people of Israel and I have accepted them. This is talking about the, the Levites. I've, I've accepted them instead of the firstborn from the children of Israel. Israelites. I have taken the Levites as their substitutes. Now this is, again, this is great. There was a substitute in place. Now notice he didn't say, now, there's a substitute, guys, as long as you're good. Boy, if you ever, you ever break one of my laws, you're in trouble. No. The only law you could break ever get you in trouble was to run from God and say, I don't want him anymore. Boy, you were in deep problem then. And that's what happened to the nation of Israel. They worshiped other gods and they lost it all. Anyway, notice this. Firstborn among Israel's mind, man, animals. He says, uh, for the night... I killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians. Yes, I've accepted the Levites in the place of the sons of Israel. And I will give the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons. The Levites will carry out the sacred duties of the tent tabernacle. They'll offer the sacrifices. Okay, okay. Now notice this. There will be no plague among the Israelites as if there were ordinary people entering the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. Now what's all that? (coughs) And you start thinking, wait a minute. Jesus He's helping me. Yes, trust the Lord. He'll help you with your skin problems, your ear problems, your eye problems, whatever. Oh, all this cross I have to bear. The Levites were bearing that. We don't have to bear that. Praise the Lord. I I, I get so aggravated when people say we're supposed to learn this in Sunday school. I mean, it was taking me forever at the Baptist church to learn this in Sunday school because they had it set up to certain stories and whatever. Whew. We've got some catch-up to do here. Okay. Thank God they had Sunday school. Some churches don't even have it. But this is supposed to be all the time teaching. Okay, let me skip down here. Uh-oh. Let's see. Yeah. The Levites are to begin serving at the age of 25. and They will retired at 50. Okay, I think that's what I need to see right there. Let's see. There was something else right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, ninth chapter. Okay. He gave these further instructions. Notice this. See, when you look at dates and times, God doesn't hide this. It's right there in plain view. While they were at the Sinai Peninsula, they're still there during the first month of the second year after leaving Egypt. Okay, so now they've got this tabernacle built. Everybody brought in cloth. Everybody brought in gold. And God finally had to tell everybody, Yeah, that's enough. We got enough. And they built it all. It was wonderful. Now, they're supposed to celebrate the Passover. Okay, he said do that. All right, here we go. So Moses announced the celebration began on the evening, the 1st April, there in Sinai, just as the Lord said do. Okay, okay, there were, Okay, let's skip a little bit right here. Hang on a second. Uh, yeah, notice this. On the day the tabernacle was raised, the cloud covered it, and the cloud changed to the appearance of fire and stayed throughout the night. Oh, just one time. Oh, did you see it? Ah, it was gone. Hey, it's there. You can see this. Everybody saw it. We just don't teach it. Cloud by day, fire by night. Guess who else saw this? The people that lived in in the promised land that were fixing to get kicked out. They saw this thing coming and they're like, oh no, we are in trouble. So now can you imagine when the children of Israel get to the promised land and they go, we can't take it. Oh, God must hate us. You got air conditioning during the daytime. You got this blazing fire at night. I mean, boy, God will help you. Oh, they've had this food, manna in the mornings, and they had quail. Anyway, when the cloud lifted, the people of Israel moved wherever it stopped, and they camped there. And this way, they journeyed at the command of the Lord and stopped where he told them to. And if the cloud stayed, they stayed. Okay, now they're on their way. Okay. Sometimes the cloud stayed only during the night and moved the next morning. Anyway, later, if it moved, they moved. Okay, 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 okay. Alright, now this puts us in the tenth chapter. Now watch the details. Dustin plays the trumpet. Whoopee. No, more than whoopee. Look at the story. Make two trumpets, beaten silver, to be used, summon the people to assembly for signaling breaking of camp. Okay, let's close our books and go. No, no, no. Look at the next one. When both trumpets are blown, the people will know to gather at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one is blown, then the chiefs are to come. Different trumpets will be necessary to distinguish between the summons of assembly and the other thing. Now watch this next one, though. What's up with this? When the travel signal's blown, the tribe camped on the east side will leave first, the second signal, those on the south, only the priests are permitted to blow these trumpets. It's a permanent instruct to be followed generation to generation. So they had marching orders and the tabernacle was in between them. When you get to the promised land. See, they just weren't listening. And we're not listening either when we encounter problems. Watch this. When you get to the promised land and you go to war against your enemies, God will hear you and what? save you. That is not going to heaven. That's talking about military war and oh my gosh, the bad guys are coming. The Russians are coming. Oh no! He'll save you from your enemies when you sound the alarm with these trumpets. Now I don't mean go out and run get a trumpet. But get what he's saying here. The Lord will always save you from your enemies. Man! Use the trumpets in time of gladness too. Blow them at your annual... uh, you know, at your annual festivals. This is what ticks me off about some things about church. Where I, don't, I don't want to go to church. You know. I mean, I know we do. But, but as I was growing up, it was almost like, eh, i got to go to church. It's Easter. It was supposed to be the wildest celebration ever. The only way I can liken it, and I know you're Auburn fans or you're Alabama fans, but if you've ever been to a tailgate down there at Alabama, ain't nobody frowning down there. Everybody's having a great time. That's the way Passover was supposed to be. It was wonderful times. Praise the Lord. Okay, anyway, um, anyway, he, he was saying, this is just going to remind, God will be reminded of his covenant with you. Man, no wonder we sing the song, blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Yeah, hallelujah, God's going to deliver us. So anyway, here we go. The cloud lifted from the tabernacle on the twelfth day of the second month. Okay, here they are. So they left Sinai. Here they go. They are actually going to the promised land. This was their first journey after having received the Lord's commandments, the Lord's travel instructions. Anyway, he said, uh, head of the march was Judah. Accompanied behind them with their flag was Nashon, Aminadab, and the tribe of Issachar, and this tribe and that tribe. They're on their way. Wow. And he said, the tabernacle was taken down by the Levites, and here they go with their flag. Wow. All these were all marching in order. Look at that. Okay, we'll skip this. Uh, now notice this. Oh, Moses' father-in-law was his brother-in-law, excuse me, because he married a Midianite. Moses said to his brother-in-law, Oh, we're somber people. Stick with us. will don't you be a Christian? What? He said, Hey, brother-in-law, at last we're on the way to the promised land. Come go with us and we'll do you good. For the Lord has given us wonderful promises to Israel. Now remember, Balaam said, Oh, that I could die as happy as an Israelite. Ah, anyway. anyway, his brother-in-law didn't want to go. He said, stay with us. For you know the ways of the wilderness and you'll be a great help for us. If you come, we'll share the good things the Lord does for us. Anyway, they traveled three days. See, it didn't take long. They're on their way. Anyway, look at that. The ark was in front of them. The Levites were carrying it. The cloud was moving along. men they had air conditioning. The ark was carried forward. Moses cried out, look at this. Look at this. And Moses said, Arise, O Lord, scatter your enemies. I mean, how can we think today that God wants me to fall off my bicycle? matter of fact, my Harley fell over in the night. I was trying to work on the front tire. I had it tied, and it did fall over in the morning. But when I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, it didn't even scratch it. And I had it tied, and it eased over real easy. And then I got it right back up by myself. I was going to get Dustin and some of his muscular guys, but I did it myself. Praise the Lord. He said, arise, O Lord, scatter your enemies, let them flee before you. And when the ark was set down, he said, he said yeah, Lord, have a seat, you know. <laughs> and he did, he stopped right there. All right, here we go. They finally get there. I'm, I'm going to skip this, but, I mean, can you imagine? They're already going, whoa, I'm tired of this manna, I'm tired of this. And then Miriam says, hey, how come God always speaks through Moses? He could speak through us. Man, this was a disaster the Lord spoke and said, I'll just read it. The Lord heard him and he summoned Moses. This is, his, this is his brother and Miriam's his sister. You know, you can get into it with your family. He called them to come to the tabernacle, you three. And as they stood before the Lord, Moses was the humblest man on earth. Moses wasn't going, well, the Lord said this. No, the Lord spoke to him. Moses didn't say this. Boy, the Lord descended in a cloud and stood at the entrance. Now remember, there's all of Atlanta standing there watching. This is a huge crowd of people. And the Lord said, even with a prophet, I would communicate by visions and dreams. But that's not how I communicate with my, with my servant Moses. He's completely at home in my house. Now that's where we are today. You and I are in that same house. I speak to him face to face. And I see the very, he sees the very form of God. Why were you not afraid to criticize him? Then the anger of the Lord raised hot against them and he, and he departed. Well, something's going to happen here. Uh-oh. <clears throat> anyway, as the cloud moved from the tabernacle, <gasps> Miriam, that's his sister, became white with leprosy. <clears throat> when Aaron saw what happened, I'm going to switch to the King James just a moment. I, I, like, I like the way he words it right here in the King James. Switch this to, I'm in Numbers chapter 12. Now look down here. And Aaron said to Moses, Alas, my Lord... Uh, I beseech thee, don't lay this sin upon us. Now, what's the matter? What do you mean don't lay? You're stuck with it. No, there was always mercy. There was always mercy. When we have done foolishly where we have sinned, let her not be as one dead whose flesh is half consumed when he comes from his mother's womb. I mean, Miriam must have looked terrible. Look what Moses says. Now, how? Moses. Oh, you're incredible. Moses cried to the Lord saying, Heal her now. We need to learn to pray like this. Just, I mean, the woman deserved it. Aaron should have got something too. (laughs) You know, he was in on it too. But Moses says heal her now. Well, let's just see if that happened. Of course it did. Of course it did. Anyway, let's go back to some of it's a little tough in the King James. Let's go back to the Living Bible here. Okay, uh, close that. Here we go. Uh, Moses cries, says, Healer God, I beg you. The Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, she would be defiled. Look at that. Seven days. Man, I'll take seven days of leprosy if I'm going to get over it on the next. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let her be banished from the camp seven days and then she'll come back again. So she was excluded from the camp seven days. Wow. Okay, here we are. Next chapter. Remember, it had only been, it's only been a few days. Promised land. Send out the spies. He gives the names of all the ones that went. We're not going. We'll get down to the meat and potatoes of it. Anyway, uh, see what the lands like. Whether they're strong or weak. Whether it's fertile, fortified, whatever, and all this. Notice he says, "Don't be afraid. Bring back some of the samples, real quick." So they spied out the land. Okay, they went northward, and they saw these guys. These guys, Anak here, the families Anak. Those are giants. Okay. Anyway. Um, they came back, notice this, they came back to what is now known as the Valley of Eschol, where they cut down a single cluster of grapes. Remember it's called the land flowing with milk and honey? Surely, it can, well, God exaggerates it. He wasn't exaggerating. It's still called the promised land. I heard even Trump was talking about, when he was talking about some other candidates, he says, they'll never get you to the promised land. Where do we get these words from? That's from the Bible, praise the Lord. I mean, we just miss it sometimes in our prayer. We just worry that, I don't know if God can help me. Oh, we've got to wake up and go, yes, he will. One cluster of grapes was so large, it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. Wow. They took some samples of pomegranates. Oh, my goodness. And then the Israelis, they renamed the town. It was called Eskel, meaning cluster. Wow. Boy, they just indicted themselves again because this is a fairy tale. No, it wasn't. Forty days of exploration, they returned from their tour. Now, here comes the bad part. They made their report. Yes, 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 yes. All the people were listening, and they showed them the fruit. Yeah, this is there. This was their report. We arrived arrived in the land you sent us to see. It's indeed magnificent country, flowing with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. Oh, brother, here comes a big B-U-T. But the people living there, how, how could they forget They're powerful. This is the worst problem I've ever had. The cities are fortified. Jericho's walls fell flat down. But people can forget it. They said they had chariot races around those walls. Just a little bit of memory. I remember the walls fell down. Who cares? Very large. We saw that. Oh, the giants were there. The Amalekites live in the south. The hill country there. The Hittites. This, 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 this. Oh my gosh. Caleb, wait a minute, Caleb reassured the people as they stood before Moses, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to conquer it. Oh, not against the people, as strong as they, the spies spies said, they're going to crush it. So the majority of the report of the spies was negative. The land's full of warriors. The people are powerful. We saw, oh, the ancient race of the giants. And here's where they said, we felt like grasshoppers. They were so tall. Oh, my goodness. All night long, they cried. Their voices rose in a chorus of complaint against Moses and Aaron. And I can understand why the Lord was so ticked off. It's like, just the other day, I I thought, (laughs) fire by night, We wish we died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness rather than to be taken to this country ahead of us. Look at that. They were even saying God wants to kill us. Our wives and our little ones will become slaves. Where did they get this from? It's unbelief is what it is. It just gets deeper and deeper. Let's get out of here and return to Egypt. The idea swept through camp. Oh, brother, they know what happened to Miriam the other day. Let's select a leader, and let's get him to take us back to Egypt. Oh, brother, Oh, oh oh man, wow. So anyway, what happens next? Then Moses fell on his face, and Aaron toward the crowd, uh, to the ground, to the people of Israel. The two spies, Joshua, he was a good guy, and Caleb, they ripped their clothes, and they said, it's a wonderful country ahead of us, and the Lord loves us. He will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It's very fertile, a land flowing with milk and honey. Only don't rebel against the Lord and don't fear the people of the land. They are but bread for us. Wow! Same story in the New Testament to us today. Well, I'm not going to read any further. You know what happened. They go, well, we're not, we can't go. And so the Lord said, okay, you're not going to go. Everybody that's 20 years old and older is going to stay for 40 years. In the wilderness. Of course, they still had a fire by by night and cloud by day. And the Lord took care of them. But in 40 years, they all died off. And then they marched in Deuteronomy. They back here again. And it's total wiping out. They wiped out all their enemies. Praise the Lord. And God will wipe out yours too. We better stop. Father, we thank you for your word today. We know the promised land. Hallelujah. We've got your blessings. You'll take care of us. And we don't want to come up with silly excuses and say that, oh, you're just not big enough to help us no you will help us so lord if we're not feeling good today if we're not worried about that you'll make us well praise the lord take care of our pains our aches or whatever they are if it's financial take care of that hallelujah you took care of all these israelites the whole time and there was no atms out there no nothing you provided hallelujah they had gold and silver and praise the lord well if it's not even any of those problems but it's something else oh lord you're so great you'll take care of that and that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave some details and tell others what's happened to us in jesus name amen Praise the Lord.